y'all what is going on this is your man l jamal coming through with another edition of never out of bounds this is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts today is going to be a word on the street segment so i'll be going over a couple of the top news stories so far this week i also got an afc north divisional preview for you guys so let's just get right into it and again i'm going to start everything off with a hurricane dorian update as of now there have been over 20 confirmed deaths uh, between the u.s and the bahamas the majority of these uh, deaths are in the Bahamas with more uh, deaths. That they, well, they're still uh, finding and searching for bodies, so we might have one more death toll. Uh, I might have one more toll for you guys by the end of this week. Uh, but 70,000 people are currently in need of dire assistance. Uh, the U.S. Coast Guard, as well as Customs and Border Patrol, have also joined together uh, to rescue people. Uh, like I said, uh, there have some deaths. Uh, there have been five deaths that have already been confirmed in North Carolina as well as Florida, so the death toll is about 25 at the most. Uh, parts of the Bahamas, including uh, more notably the Abaco Islands, were completely destroyed. Uh, the areas in North Carolina and also in Florida, they've witnessed some damage and some flooding, uh, but not to, not to the carnage that uh, the, 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 the Bahamas Islands uh, saw. Uh, but these areas witnessed the storm for about 24 hours straight and uh, in, in, in the Bahamas, and they also uh, witnessed a storage surge of about a storage surge of about 20 feet. Uh, winds would average about 185 miles an hour, but would reach up to over 200 miles an hour. I've never heard of a, a hurricane this strong in my I, I just haven't. Uh, now, the, uh, the the storm has died down a little bit, or it had died down a little bit. Uh, it was traveling, was making its way uh, last night when I had checked in on it. It was making its way uh, through the Carolina coastlines, through North Carolina and South Carolina. Uh, many uh, airports had to be shut down. A few, a uh, few notable ones in the South, including Charleston International in South Carolina, Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Douglas International in North Carolina, and also uh, Hartsfield Jackson out there in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and outside of that, 12,000 Florida residents were also left without power. Uh, there's also still a flood risk throughout the uh, the coastal Carolinas and there are storm advisories all throughout all the way going up to Virginia up in there in the, the Chesapeake Bay area so um, this is this is a very catastrophic storm at least what has happened uh, in the Bahamas again it has died down a little bit once it has once it hit the mainland it kind of died down a little bit the mainland United States uh, but still very destructive uh, very damaging and like I said, uh, the second time around, this time around, I would uh, sh share some ways with you guys uh, that you can help donate. Uh, if you are looking to get into that, uh, you can actually, for the Bahamas, you can actually donate to two uh, organizations, one called Bahamas Strong, which was created uh, in the wake of uh, the hur of Hurricane Dorian. You also got the National Association of the Bahamas, uh, which was set up in 1993, uh, I believe by the Bahamian government. Uh, also, you have a GoFundMe account that you can use, or there's GoFundMe accounts for both the tragedies in the Bahamas and also uh, for some of these storms in the Florida area and also North Carolina as well. You can also donate, and, uh, donate to the American and the Bahamian uh, Red Cross as well. Uh, and and if you are in the Miami-Dade County area, uh, you can also not only donate supplies, but you can also uh, actually uh, 
donate or what's the word volunteer some of your time as well i believe you can also volunteer with the american cross if i'm not mistaken uh, as well uh but so far the storm has calmed down but it's still active again it is the, it is it is in the coastal carolina areas as we speak and when everything is all settled and done i will have one last update for you guys uh but moving on my last main story of the day uh deals with somebody we know a lot at least in the the Hollywood realm of things, uh, your man Kevin Hart, uh, he recently underwent back surgery, of course, uh, he was involved in a very serious auto accident uh, during the past week, uh, his friend Jerry Black uh, was the driver of the car, and he lost control, and he basically veered off the road into a ditch on the Mulholland Freeway, and I, or that Mulholland Highway, and I believe that's somewhere within the Los Angeles area, um, TMZ, of course, has all the photos, and it looked to be like, from what I could see, it was a crushed roof, uh, Hart friend had to be airlifted uh, to the hospital. Uh, he was also pinned to the driver's seat underneath the hood as well as his own fiance. It seems to me that everybody uh, is in critical condition. Of course, uh, Kevin Hart's surgery, as far as I know, it went well. Uh, there's no chance of paralysis. He should be back going, uh, you know, of course, whatever, however long that timetable takes. I'm not too sure um, how long you are back for, out, for back surgery. I don't know how long somebody is going to be out with that everybody's different uh but he is alive uh he's kicking uh his friend i believe his fiance is still alive as well i'm not the biggest fan of kevin hart but it's, but still you don't wish any bad on people and when those type of things unfortunate things happen you still uh give them the best wishes so i'm glad he's okay i'm happy he's back at it hopefully uh he can, can continue his career soon uh because he you know again i'm not the biggest fan but he makes tons of people happy and uh again i, I just hope uh, this this doesn't leave any serious ramifications for him. Uh, but I'm gonna take a quick break, and when I come back, uh, I got some little bit, uh, some more. I guess you can call it quasi news to go over. I got some NFL action to get into. I will be going over the AFC North. Of course, this is right before we got a few days before the start of the season. Actually, another day uh, before the first Thursday night game. Um, so actually, it'll be tonight. Uh, but we will be going over the AFC North today. I got the NFC North uh, almost prepared, and then there's the AFC South and also the NFC South to go to uh, go through. So I should be wrapped up with those through the weekend. Uh, but when I come back from the break, I will be going over my AFC North preview. All right, y'all. I'll be right back. All right, y'all, what is going on? I am back. And like I said, I'll be breaking down the AFC North today to wrap everything up. I'll be starting off with the Cleveland Browns. Now, last season, the Cleveland Browns would finish 7-8 with one tie against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Over the offseason, they would add a few, actually some very good key pieces, including wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. Also defensive end Olivier Vernon, who last year had 30 total tackles and also seven sacks. They also brought in defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson and also running back Kareem Hunt. Hunt, uh, who uh, last year had 827 rush, uh, 824 rushing yards, also seven touchdowns, and also 378 receiving yards, as well as seven touchdowns there as well. But he will be suspended up to eight games uh, because of uh, some off-the-field issues, of course, and he also is going to be missing some time to recover from a uh, surgery uh, for a hernia. Uh, as far as who they got in the draft, they were able to get a top defensive back in Reedy Williams. They also got linebacker uh, Mac. 
Wilson. In terms of some key losses for them, they would lose one of their top, uh, one of their better defenders, I would say. Not necessarily a top defender, but they lost safety Jabril Preppers, a good young safety. They also lost running back uh, Duke Johnson, who last year had 549 uh, rushing yards. Also, uh, four touchdowns. This is over the last two seasons. Uh, but the Browns are returning 16 starters, nine on offense, seven on defense, uh, including Jarvis Landry at the wideout spot, who led everybody last year in terms of receiving with 81 yards, also 976 yards and four touchdowns. They're also bringing back their stout uh, defensive lineman, Miles Garrett, who last year led the team in sacks with 13 and a half. Uh, by the numbers, this team was not um, terrible. Uh, it was better. I think it was a little bit better than the record indicated now that I look at it. Uh, they finished 13th in overall offense with 368.8 yards per game. Uh, Baker Mayfield threw for 28 touchdowns last season, which was a rookie record. As far as the defense is, is concerned, it did finish 20 for, uh, 21st in the league uh, with 24 points, 24 and a half points allowed a game. Uh, at least in, in terms of scoring defense, they finished 21st. And as far as uh, one good stuff that they were great in, in defense was in interceptions. They would finish fifth in the league with 17 interceptions last season. Uh, I think some of the strengths of this team here is going to be at wide receiver. Of course, they added Odell Beckham. Uh, last year, he had 77 catches, 1,052 yards, also six touchdowns. Of course, they got Jarvis Landry there as well. And of course, they got the tight end there, David Njoku. Last year, he caught uh, 56 catches for 639 yards and for four touchdowns. Uh, but he is dealing with some knee injuries uh, and some head injuries, but he has since returned to practice, so he should be ready uh, to go week one. Uh, some weaknesses that I have here, I got two. I got the coaching here and the run defense. Uh, the reason I have coaching here as a weakness because, it's, again, it's a little bit new. Uh, you're dealing with a new head coach, uh, he, uh, Freddie Kitchens. Uh, he was the quarterback uh, quarterback coach last year. He's also he's also an offensive specialist. So, again, this is his first starting year. And he's kind of a – I wouldn't say he's a niche coach, but he's definitely a off, more offensive coach than anything else. And they did lose their offensive line coach, Kevin Ziegler. So, again, they're bringing in some new faces on the, on the coaching side of things. And in terms of that run defense, it's going to definitely have to step up this year. They ranked uh, 21st in the league in rushing defense. They allowed 2,763 yards in total last year. They also gave up 20 touchdowns on the ground, which was last in the league, which was the worst. Uh, so, again... I think this team is going to definitely have to improve its running game, but I think in a lot of other ways that they're they're pretty solid. I think they're really solid in the defensive side of things, on the, well at least on the defensive line. I think they have pretty capable linebackers and a secondary. But again, it's going to have to come together, and they're going to have to take away. Uh, they got to do a lot better against the rush. Uh, but I see a team here that can definitely win ten, possibly eleven games. I know this. I know everybody is giving them a lot of props right now to make it to the playoffs. I think they can, possibly a wild card. Maybe we'll lose in the first round, uh, but this team is a lot improved. I don't think they're just the outright favorite uh, to win, at least even in this division. Uh, but again, they're definitely a lot more. They're, they're not. They're not the, the same Browns of two, three years ago. I'll give you that. Uh, let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, last season, they would finish 10-6 and six and will go on to lose in the wild card game. Uh, some key additions for them that they add, they, they that they made over the offseason was uh, safety Earl Thomas. Uh, they got him out of Seattle. They also brought in running back Mark Ingram, who last year ran for 645 yards and also six touchdowns. So look for him to uh, add to that running back by committee situation that they got there right now. They also 
also uh, added defensive back Justin Bethel. Uh, they will all they would also go on to add wide receivers Marquise Brown and also running back Justice Hill in the draft. Uh, some key losses for them will be, of course, quarterback Joe Flacco, who led them to the 2012 Super Bowl championship. Again, he's gone. He went off to Denver. They also are missing one of their top wide receivers, Michael Trapped. Crabtree, and they're missing one of their best linebackers since the departure of Terrell Suggs a couple years back and Ray Lewis, CJ Mosley. Uh, but they are returning 13 uh, returning start. They are returning 13 starters, seven on the offense, six on the defensive side, including Lamar Jackson, of course, at the quarterback position. Last year, he threw for a thousand yards, over a thousand yards. Uh, he had also had six touchdowns, three interceptions. He also worked really well on the ground. Uh, but again, he's going to definitely have to improve for this next season. Uh, one of the uh, well, let's go to this team by let's look at the team by the numbers. Uh, last year they would finish the year uh, 13th in scoring with 24.3 points per game. They will also finish second in uh, well, yes, they will also finish second in rushing. Uh, they will also finish third in rushing touchdowns as well. And of course, as usual, Baltimore will finish first in overall defense and second in scoring defense. You can't really get better than that. The team has always been a, a great defensive team. Always the question with them is can the offense at least you know, pick up some of the slack. Uh, some of the strengths of this team, I'm going to say just outright, is they're going to be the special teams unit. Uh, they got uh, kicker Justin Tucker, Justin Tucker here. Excuse me. Last year he converted 89.7% of his field goal percentages. Uh, field goals. Uh, he also uh, had an extra point uh, percentage of 96.3%. He also had five field goals over 50 yards over the course of last season. He also provided the team with 141 points. So there you go. Um, and as far as return returning goes, they're really they're pretty solid there. They averaged, well, they got over a thousand return yards over the season. They also scored a touchdown as well, so they can they can uh, do some things there as well. And it's not, uh, but one of their weaknesses, I'm gonna say, and surprisingly, uh, years in the past, years years past, this would have been blasphemy because of who they had there historically. But I'm gonna say it uh, for now this year because it's gonna I think it, it might come back to haunt them. I'm gonna say the linebacker position, of course, over time. Time, they've lost Terrell Suggs. Uh, more recently, they lost C.J. Mosley. Uh, they also lost their leading uh, sack artist, Zedarius Smith, at the linebacker spot as well. So, again, they have to really uh, do something at the linebacker spot. I think the defensive line is there. Secondary is a little bit questionable. Uh, and offense, they still got some work to do. This is a team that I feel that could probably finish at 500 uh, at the very best. I still think, but at the very worst, they can probably win six games or less uh, just just looking and uh, it's hard I mean it'll be hard for uh, Lamar Jackson to not regress if they don't have a that if they cannot get a standout receiver to really step up to the plate uh, so let's move on uh, we're gonna move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers last year they would finish nine six and one of course with that tie with the Browns uh, over the offseason they would add wide receiver Dante Moncrief who last year caught 48 passes uh, for 668 yards and also three touchdowns they also got a uh, linebacker mark baron last year had 60 total tackles also provided a sack and through the draft they were able to get linebacker devin bush and also wide receiver deontay johnson uh some very key losses for them of course will be antonio brown they will also lose Le'Veon bell and of course they will lose their safety morgan burnett but they are bringing back 18 total starters nine on the offense of course and nine on the defense let's take a good look at this team by the numbers and they are, they were fourth in total offense last year. They were also sixth in scoring offense, and they're also uh, 31st 
and rush offense though. They were also sixth in total defense and 10th in passing defense. So this is a team that was pretty, uh, with, with the exception of, um, of running the ball, they were pretty good statistically. Of course, we already know that they had a bunch of uh, distractions, a bunch of turmoil within that team within uh, the course of the offseason before that year and also during the year with Antonio Brown. So we already know what kind of led them to kind of fall off the map. Uh, the big question for them is can they avoid that this year because if they can't do it, I think they fall off even worse. Uh, but as of now, um, well, let me get to the, let me get, let me finish them off real quick. Uh, for the, one of their strengths, of course, is going to be their quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, have one of the best uh, seasons, at least passing the ball of his career. Last year, he threw for 5,000 uh, yards. He also had 34 touchdowns with 16 interceptions, which is a little high. Uh, but again, I think there's just so much drama and so so much stuff going on. Uh, it was just, I think it was... Um, it was good for them just to to kind of to stay in the picture at least you know have a chance to compete uh for a playoff spot but of course we we know that the drama there has you know it, it seeped in and it bothered every aspect of the game uh he also had three winning uh game winning drives uh last year as well that being ben roethlisberger so again i think he's i think he's going to be the main factor in the why they're successful this is probably one of his last hurrahs uh one thing that one coach that i do know for a fact that is on the hot seat is going to be Mike Tomlin. Uh, usually there's a Steelers tradition in which uh, the last couple of seasons in which a coach is on contract, they try to re-sign him. Uh, he has not gotten that re-signed, uh, that those you know that opportunity to resign yet so that is a clear indication uh to to a lot of different people i'm not 100 percent sure of course this would be speculation uh but that would be one of the, the first few signs that the steelers might kind of be fed up because again they they put a lot of blame on what happened um to the team on him on on uh, mike tomlin and he deserves some of the blame but of course i mean i just think antonio brown was just such a diva and just everything that the players did I, you know i think you can control it but he's a grown man man i, I mean it, and i get it you know a, a, a head coach is supposed to have some type of respect but you cannot make a grown man act a certain way a grown man is supposed to already have those uh those behaviors and those you know uh disciplines about him already um again you know so i i i give mike tomlin some type of blame for not nipping things in the butt and getting after folk per se a whole lot but again i you know antonio brown was just naturally just like that you know Le'Veon bell was just naturally gonna turn like that one day of course ben roethlisberger is not a perfect human being either outside of the football field so again there's some real volatile situations there uh but it worked i mean hopefully it'll work itself out and of course for the weaknesses there's i'm gonna say two here i i did just have one um I did kind of break down one with the coaching aspect, uh, but I will break down another one. There's there's a lack of playmakers here. Let's just be honest. There's a lack of playmakers at the skill position, of course, with the loss of Le'Veon Bell and also Antonio Brown. Uh, they both accounted for over 2,000 yards last season combined, and they also combined for 22 touchdowns. That's a lot of offense. That's a lot of points. Um, again, they ranked 30th in rushing last year, 31st in rushing last year, and that's with James Conner being injury, injured and all that. So, again, there's some questions there's definitely some questions there but i think they have enough talent i believe that they have enough talent along the receiver end and also the run I, I like i do like james connor in the quarterback position is set and let's be honest with you i'm just gonna be honest with you they have one of the best offensive lines uh not in that 
just in that division, but in the conference. So uh, I think they should be all right. I think at the high end, uh, I think they finished second in the division. I think on, uh, well, I think on the high end, they can actually win the division, at least get, you know, 11, 10 to 11 games. Uh, on the low end, I think they just finished about second with about nine wins. I can see about a nine win, possibly 500, just depend, 500, uh, you know, uh, just depends on just if, if Mike Tomlin and or Ben Roethlisberger can can write the ship uh, in terms of leadership. And finally, of course, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Cincinnati uh, Bengals would finish last season six and ten. Over the offseason, they would add a new off, uh, a new head coach, uh, Zach Taylor. They will also add a new guard in John Miller, and they also add defensive end Kerry Wynn, who last year had 39 total tackles and one and a half sacks. Uh, some some key losses for them would be tight end Tyler Croft, and also of course. Y'all know about him, linebacker Vontez Burford. Uh, by the numbers, this team uh, really was not that great. Uh, they were 26 in total offense, 32nd in total defense, and also 21st in rushing uh, defense as well. Uh, but the Bengals do bring back 21 starters, 11 on the offense, and 10 on defense. Uh, include, uh, actually, they're also bringing back their kicker and their punter as well. Uh, some of these no uh, notable starters are including, of course, the running back Joe Mixon, who was the uh, uh, who ran for over a thousand yards last season? He also had eight touchdowns as well. Also bringing back defensive lineman Geno Atkins, who last year had ten sacks and that led the team. Um, some strengths for this team. This is very difficult. I don't think I have one here. I just have some question marks here because um, there's a few weaknesses here. And I'm going to say on the weaknesses side, they're going to need uh, some improvement across the board. Uh, they were going on to finish 17th in scoring. They were 24th in the passing game. Uh, Andy Dalton would just fin uh, complete 61.1% of his passes for 21 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. So there's some improvement that needs to be made there. Of course, we have some receivers that need to step up. John Ross, definitely. Uh, of course, AJ. They do have AJ Green, um, but again, you know, how, how I mean, you need more than just AJ Green. Uh, I think the tight end position would definitely uh, it would behoove them to help to have that the tight end position step up. Uh, so I don't think they really improved there as of right now. I think this is probably one of Andy Dalton's last years, uh, at least as a, a bingo starter. That's one of my opinions. And uh, this is a team that was also last in the league in third down defense. Uh, opponents will convert at least 40, almost 50% of their third downs on them. So this is a defense that does not get off the field, that did not get off the field last year. So that's a problem. They face, But the one thing that you could say about that is they face a lot more snaps, maybe. I mean, they definitely have a lot more experience. Um, they're bringing a good number of people back there. Uh, I think out of all the teams in the AFs in this division, I think they're bringing back the most starters. Um, so they definitely are bringing back some experience. Uh, they're definitely bringing back some people who can play, but they didn't necessarily play that great. Uh, so this team here, uh, I, I I saw one uh, one preview for them and one prediction for them. Uh, kind of had them at three and thirteen. I'll be honest with you, I can't really see anything better than that either. Uh, maybe five wins, six wins, like y'all had this year. But again, y'all lost one of y'all better linebackers, one of your better defenders. Uh, you lost. Uh, yeah, you lost one of your tight ends, which is important, especially with a quarterback now that's been struggling. 
I don't know about the Bengals right now. I, I I think they they might even have like a Brown situation. Yeah, they might be slowly turning into the Browns, y'all. But I'm going to call it a wrap for today. Uh, if you are looking to get in touch with me, of course, you can hit me up on my Gmail. That is ELJButler75 at gmail.com. Once again, that is ELJButler75 at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on my Facebook page. I also have an Instagram as well. They are both the same name. That is Johnny E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. Once again, that is E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. H A D J N J A N I L Jamal Johnny is the name. Uh, I also have a Facebook page for the uh, for the show as well, so give that a look out as well. So of course I'm gonna wrap it up for this, for today. Uh, but I am working on my Parks and Recs review. I'm looking to put that out to you uh, very soon. Uh, I also have uh, some, like I said, some more divisional previews for uh, the NFL. So when I get back to you, uh, it'll be either a review or some uh, some sports news. So. Uh, I'll be I'll be coming back to you guys soon. Don't worry about it. I love you guys. Uh, if anybody hasn't told you yet, uh, and peace out. One love. I'll holler at you guys later.